Welcome to the Semanasi podcast by Africa Podfest. This is the very first one, so show us some love on here. It will be a podcast hosted here on our Substack. And who knows, you might hear your own voice on here if you're an African podcaster or you love African podcasts. My name is Josephine Karianjahi, and I am one of the co-founders and co-directors of Africa Podfest. I'll be sharing my take on how podcasting is a lot like making chapati. My chapati making and podcasting journeys have been similar in more ways than one. I started making chapati around the same time I started experimenting with making my own podcast. This I can do. A podcast exploring how ordinary people can start making a difference by doing one thing. You can hear it on Anchor. I knew what chapatis were and I'd consumed many variations by the time I hit 2018. Wholemeal, mix, white, herb-shaped, round, elephant ears round, oblong, and even a special square edition a friend shared. A chapati is meant to be round. I had watched so many doughs rise, roll, and fall flat on the pan that I could talk anyone through the process of making chapatis. However, as a podcaster, I was very green as well. I was more aware that there was a steep learning curve with new content, and I was just about to realize how much chapatis for the first time and podcasting for the first time made sense. In Kenya, where I come from, chapatis are essential food. No matter that they were introduced by faraway travelers from across the world to our cuisine, they've stayed relevant. They appear at every event, no matter how small. Chapatis and special occasions are like this. See my fingers crossed. This tight. Making them for the family is still a treat. And if you can make them well, you also rise to the top of the food chain. I thought I could try to make them the way I knew they should taste. After all, my parents grew up having these chapatis as Christmas or Easter foods. Sometimes they were made with pumpkin and ghee on one hand, or they were made with refined flour and shortening when those were available. Chapatis are a big deal. Either way, my parents tell me that you often knew it was a big day when the flat pan was brought out. Depending on whether they were made first or last, you could definitely bargain for a taste of the first chapati to hit the pan. Chapatis require a hot pan and the first one to start the cooking whetted your appetite and made a sure promise of the delicious things to come. Demand is high and so are the stakes. You knew whether the cook could make a high stack of layered and well-seasoned chapatis if the first one hit the spot. The way I set the stage for excellence when I announced early one morning in my household that I was making chapatis that day. I searched for recipes online, finding everything from a Kenyan recipe book made by an international food research organization to young content creator chefs from all parts of East Africa and the rest of the world sharing tips and tricks to a surefire chapati. I tried a nine-minute Perfect Kenyan Chapatis Facebook video. In Germany, where this was happening, I still had to research the best flour for making chapatis, unsure whether it was 405 or 550, mare corn or rogan or even weizen would work. 
All these are available in the market. I picked the most popular one, the one the most shoppers at Russia seem to select. Simple, I thought. The Weizenmail 405. After finishing my classwork, it was about 2 p.m. when I got started. It seemed like an hour before I watched the video, long enough and mm, enough times to use the flyer I had confidently selected. I filled a bowl with three quarters of the flour in the packet, remembering that a quarter of the packet would be used in the rolling and cooking process. I then added a couple of pinches of salt, too many, my first mistake, and a couple of tablespoons of vegetable oil to the flour, that's my second mistake, as the video did not include perfect measurements. There's supposed to be more oil in the vegetable flour uh, variety, and I had added too little. Too late, I had already set the stage that I was going to make 100% good chapatis before the evening meal. I then added water to a dip I had made in the middle of the flour before mixing in the salt and the oil. Ah, it was my third mistake. And then I added so much water that when I started mixing the dough, it was too sticky. And I thought I was ready to roll. I also thought I had heated the pan hot enough at medium hot. Mistake number five. It's supposed to be hot, hot. And I started cutting chunks of the dough and rolling out my first chapati with a healthy dusting of the quarter packet of remaining flour before blessing it with some oil and re-rolling it. Note, I had no remaining flour and the stores were going to be open for much longer than I had time to go back and get these different flowers and choose a new one. So I was already at mistake six and seven. One thing I did right, I turned up my cooking playlist because I was ready to go launching the evening's meal with a perfect chapati. The apron was on. I'd even told my close friends I was going to inaugurate the chapati at tonight's meal. Let me tell you, when I placed that first gritty slab of roundish thick dough on the pan, you could not tell me I was not going to be the rising star of Africa's best chapati show that year. The first sign of trouble was that the dough was taking too long to cook on one side. I knew from past observerships that if it was to cook on one side, then you flip it and apply oil. When that process didn't happen as fast as I thought, I flipped the dough slice anyway and I started applying more oil on the top while the bottom cooked. The oil settled into slight pockets on the surface, which was still not cooked. I then flipped it again and started applying oil on the other uncooked side. I repeated this process several times before I ended up with a dry, crusty and oil-stained first chapati that I could barely bite into. I was horrified. I still had a whole packet of dough to get through, and I could not eat the first one. I started searching the tutorial for more tips, this time listening to the audio instead of just watching on mute. I had, I had done that, you know, the first, second, and third times. Then I had that bit about making sure that the dough was thin enough and relatively excess flour-free, the pan was hot enough, and to wait until the flattened dough slice was cooked on one side, but not hard, before flipping to oil and cook the other side. It was, a, it was like I had unlocked a new level. By the fourth one, they were fairly decent, presentable even, still not good, but we'd have something to eat that echoed my morning proclamation. I remembered this chapati experience several times this year when my partners at Africa Podfest and I started publicizing the very first All Africa Podcast Festival in March 2020. In our media tour, in chats with would-be hosts and early podcasters, we talked about the first chapati episode. 
the very first one, the one that's not that great but could get better. And to a person, everybody understood what we meant by the first Chapati episode. The number one question we got after what is a podcast was, how do I learn how to make a good podcast? Unlike my first Chapati experience, where there weren't that many superb Chapati guides, large media companies in podcasting have already created tutorials. You can find a few on our website, www.africapodcastfestival.com. On the other part, the one I had not talked about was my own misadventures in learning how to record, edit, and publicize my own podcast around the same time I started to make my own chapatis. I have basic knowledge of how to cut and edit audio, and I used Audacity, the free one, which is an open-source digital audio editor and recording software to make sure that I could. At the start, as I do now, I started reaching out to potential interviewees to see if they would want to take a chance by appearing as guests on my podcast. My favorite episode that I recorded during that first season was when we juggled a six-hour time difference and Skype dipping in and out to record an interview where I was recording using my iPhone recording software held to a PC laptop and then cutting the audio and then putting it out into the world. The feedback. <sighs> when I made the first chapati ever, I had a loving audience of one in my household. When I released the first episodes, I released them to family and friends around the world. Many eagerly offered compliments and criticism. I heard a lot about the final product. The background music was too loud for a couple of the episodes. I was breathing too audibly for someone else. And could I make the episodes even shorter for easy transmission via WhatsApp and Telegram? I was inaudible in other sections. I had not read widely enough nor trained formally to make a podcast episode. But I wanted to anyway. I had to put the first ones out there to see what I could do. Now, I encourage new podcasters to do the same and give us the first Chapati episode one experience. Since starting my podcasting journey, I've delved even deeper into the growing African podcasting scene and the global podcast scene as well, being focused on raising the visibility of fantastic African podcasters. We at Africa Podfest get front row seats into the first takes of incredible stories, many of which the world has yet to hear. Although we weren't able to host Africa Podfest in 2020, we did manage to host the first global virtual African Podfest in 2021. We remain dedicated to discovering and sharing what we know about the rich world of podcasting in Africa with the world. As a podcaster and a listener, knowing how to make chapatis and doing it right feel a lot like jumping into podcast creation. Lots of how-to videos, but you only learn, you learn so much more if you just try it yourself. Are you curious about podcasting in Africa? You can listen to some amazing podcasts that we've discovered through the database of African podcasts that you can find on our website, www.africapodcastfestival.com. Also, follow us everywhere on Africa Podfest. And we'd love to hear from you anytime uh, using the contact form on our website, www.africapodcastfestival.com. Until the next episode of The Quick Draw, my name is Josephine Karianjahi, and help me and us go into the world of African podcasting one listener at a time, one podcaster at a time. 
you can learn more how to support us and also tell your friends about what you're doing here. You can do all those things and more and we look forward to connecting with you really soon. Really, really soon. All right. Bye, everyone. Till next time.